Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. We, of course, joined by my partner in power, Mr. Cena Gaznavi, and you can listen to this woman on Sundays right here on Urban View and the Shelly Bell Show, the Shelly Bell Show. She is here. Uh, Shelly Omalade Bell, welcome. Hey. Hi, Tech Maven. All right. Uh, we were talking about this meta world uh, that is uh, not meta world peace, even though he's looking very, yeah, it's very prophetic right now, meta world peace, um, Ron Artest. Cena, you say you have many devices, uh, not just the yeah. Oculus? Of course, yeah, yeah. I got HTC, I got HTC Vive, I got the Vive Pro, uh, Oculus. What do you? What's your favorite thing that you're on um, when you go in? What's the first and the in your favorite? The first thing that brought you in? What was your well entree? Uh, I actually use my Oculus a lot because I meet with my therapist in VR. We actually go into uh, VR spaces and we go into like outer space, and I sit on the space station and him and I do our therapy sessions there. It's actually great. Wow. If y'all can see Karen's face, <laughs> Karen, Karen. I've never heard of this before. So, like, you, yeah, you, you're, you well, and you your think... therapist are in outer space while y'all have your session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're in outer space. You know, sometimes we'll go to like a different place, like a like on top of a building to look up at the stars. Because you know, if you go to therapy, you sit on a couch and you kind of remove the sense of like looking directly at your therapist. If you're like me, you're constantly analyzing his nonverbal communication to you is he laughing at my jokes why is he paying attention why is he looking down at his notes so much this takes all of that away and you can kind of focus on just or let your mind wander rather into what you really want to be talking about so i you're you you know i saw your face shelly pointed it out but you will see that more more people will probably be doing therapy in vr in the future all right so you have an avatar that looks like you in no, you space. know what's funny? Because I'm so lazy, I just hit the random button. So my avatar is like so weird looking. So it no, looks nothing like me. But my therapist avatar looks very much like him. I'm actually pretty impressed. Now, is he whatever he's doing in his wherever he is? What's the interact? Like is like is he? It's talking. Do you know what therapy is, Karen? Mm, <laughs> no, not really. Not really. It's just talking. Okay. All right. That's cool. All right. So, so that's, that's one thing. Um, do you play games? Yeah, I used to, uh, you can watch movies. I've, although I've gotten a little motion sickness from watching movies and stuff because it's a little, it's a little, I tried to watch matrix with my friend and that got a little, it was just like a lot. I only lasted about 20 minutes and then I I had to get out, but I've played games in there. Uh, super hot. There's all these kinds of like really fun, uh, games that you could do. Um, I actually, when I had my VR set up in Brooklyn, I'd bring friends over to do Richie's plank experience. Shelly, have you ever done Richie's plank experience? No, I've only done oh like my God, a you gotta... game and some oh, car games, yeah. some builder games. I've done some different kind of games in there. Richie's, Richie's plank experience is great. Plank I got a real experience. life. What is this? So you got you get a real life piece of wood. I went to Lowe's. I had him cut me a six foot piece of wood. And then uh, I put it on the floor with a couple books under it. So it's like maybe just uh, two inches off the ground. You put your VR headset on, you map the wood, it kind of takes you through some steps, you map the wood into VR. And then in VR, you go into an elevator, you hit up, it takes you up 200 stories, the elevator doors open, and you look out and it's just a plank going out from the elevator. And you look down and it's 200 stories down. And when you take a step 
onto the wood. Your take your your foot is touching the actual wood plank in real life, but in re in virtual reality, you are feeling like you are two hundred stories up, and then you get to the end of the plank and you you're supposed to jump off, and then that's when people have uh, hurt themselves in my home. Uh, <laughs> I really like this though, because you know, as I've been thinking about some things with a Shelly Bell experience, I'm gonna launch that eventually and soon. And I've been thinking like how I wanna give people experiences around entrepreneurship. Now there's not a lot in VR around experience and entrepreneurship really yet, but there should be these things where you take a leap. Like maybe when you go to the next like big uh, personal development seminar, you don't actually have to walk on fire, actually, you know, it's like, maybe you're walking on something warm, but it looks like you're walking on fire, you're not having to actually walk on glass, literally, maybe you're stepping on something that's breaking, but it's safer, you know, I, I don't know, exactly. I think it's interesting. If you could trick your mind a little bit into thinking something like that, like, let's say you wanted to have, um, maybe you got that, those fake breakable bottles that people walked on, and in VR, the experience is glass, people will feel on their feet, like they are walking on actual glass because our brains visually fill in those gaps so quickly. That's right. that and is a right. little bit of sound design, oh. we're just forget about it. Forget so about it. We're off are, to the races. Are we pro? Are we doing something to our brains in these spaces we're, that our brains are irreparable. already like this? Okay, no, but I'm saying like the programming possibilities in these spaces that you can inject something into people's minds. Oh yeah. Oh, this is scary. Well, it's there's a very uh, positive health benefit to to a lot of these things. It's called exposure therapy. So let's say you're afraid of spiders. People will put on a VR headset and they'll have spiders come around or social anxiety. There's experiences where you'll go to the grocery store and people will start looking at you while you're walking. And it's supposed to help train you in a non-real world experience to kind of get over your fear. Uh, veterans with PTSD will relive certain experiences in certain ways to try to get over those things. So it's not all just like me trying to get drunk people to fall over in my in my <laughs> Brooklyn apartment. Oh, you, you didn't mention the drunk part. That That's new. Oh, well, no, that. people sober people did it, too. But it's real fun when you get a drunk guy in VR and then they like jump and then like they kind of like fall into the wall and stuff. Oh, man, that's great. That's great. Right, it's so it's I'm, I'm seeing the sadistic uh, part of Cena come through. <laughs> you know, tee hee hee. Shelly, your first introduction into VR. Um, Was actually playing a little like fishing pole game. Right. And I was just so into it. It's like it comes on all the Oculus. I think it's like a really basic. It was really, it's really basic. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, well, maybe if I take it a step back um, into like programming. Um, so there's like a, uh, like a, it's a program developed by um, Carnegie Mellon called Alice, where you can actually program um, like different, like 3D elements and stuff. So I would say like starting to look at things in this way probably came from that. And I used to actually teach it to children. And then when it came to having the VR like glasses on, I just play basic stuff. But let me say this about the metaverse though. Okay, yes, we'll get there. All the things I think we'll find the benefits in this. There'll be new business opportunities. So for anybody, you know, big farmers developing medicine right now, that will help you <laughs> after you fall, after you whatever. You know, I would say that if somebody's out there right now saying, ooh, this is gonna be a therapist, the business is gonna be for tapping out of VR, right? But why are we treating the metaverse rebrand like it's not the bar up the street that had an underage drinker that yes. had a rebrand? Like, why are we not Thank treating you. it that way? 
I'm not ever calling. I'm not. I'm, when I say Meta, I'm not talking about Facebook ever. I'm always going to call it Facebook. As somebody said, your mama named you Facebook. I'm going to call you Facebook. That's what you are. You are Facebook. I 100% agree, Shelly. It's like they they had a really gross underage part. It's like it's like Jeffrey Epstein was like on the wall framed in a picture behind the bar. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, 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 that's not. This isn't called Epstein's. This is called Springsteen's. We got Bruce Springsteen here. <laughs> Nothing to see. No, we see you. We see you. And this is, the, you know, in the hands of people who don't have a soul, um, this is where, I, you know, I fear... And I don't fear much, but I fear for the future because our children are already in, indoctrinated into this through roadblocks and other things. And once it becomes, you know, readily available for everyone, because right now it's super expensive. I was telling my class at Hunter, I was like, so I'm in. The, so, you know, you all have oculuses and they were like, um, no, professors, it's expensive. And I had my first moment where I was like, oh, I'm out of touch. I'm out of touch right now. Okay, Kara, get back in touch. These kids, you know, <laughs> what am I doing? What am I doing? But it, eventually, it's probably the price is going to go down. They're going to make it accessible oh, yeah. because, you know, what sure. they're selling is not really the, the device or the games. You know, they're selling something else. So I'm just, you know, super concerned or super, you know, leaning into making sure that we're present, that we have some control over, you know, images and storytelling and and that means we have to be in the space uh, and not in it in a way that's um, ancillary or an afterthought. Like we need to be forethought thinkers in this space uh, called the metaverse, um, which Cena, you know, so like somebody out there can develop a device that rivals the Oculus with games that, you know, are culturally responsive and games that uh, teach well, history and games that take us into worlds uh, before uh, this 400 year interruption called slavery and oppression that, you know, when in Timbuktu and not just Egypt, you know, when the Kemets and the, the Kemetans and the Nubians and all of the folk, you know, before, you know, before Egypt, you know, had civilizations and, and language and culture, like we need to build those worlds for the future and we need to codify them in the metaverse so that no one can ever tell us Cleopatra look like Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, I think we have a couple of people working on that too on our end. We definitely need more, but I would say uh, Kai XR. Um, her name is Kai Frazier. She's a woman who she's a part of our portfolio of Black Girl Ventures, and she takes children on field trips using VR. And so what she started, this was way before the metaverse happened. She was actually going and filming museums in 360 and then putting it into experiences. And then she would get the children, the parents would get the children uh, like the Google box so they could look at it. Um, and then, so and her platform is Kai XR. There's another woman, her name is Mukami and the name of her platform is Royales. And she is also doing something similar, except that the, the little girls, and this is actually an app you can download in the app store. Little girls can become, um, some of these characters or some of the figures from the past and these worlds that they get to explore. And, you know, we need to fund them, you know? So I'll yeah. say that too. It's like, don't just fund Facebook because it's going to be a metaverse. And now you're like, oh, it's a metaverse. Let's go put some more money into Facebook. You know, they're going to make some more money. But there's also these other storytellers out here who are working to create similar worlds and keep them culturally competent. And when they're raising, it's like, oh, that's crazy. Ah, are you sure black people going to look at that? You sure kids want that? You sure parents want that? But now we got a metaverse and everybody's like, oh, my God, let's double down on our stock. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. And yeah, that goes for all cultures. Uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
I, I totally agree. And I think one of the big things that I would actually stress people is to not use Facebook as a software development platform because they are not, go they're going to be a very closed system. They're going to want to own everything. They're going to take what you did, leverage it for themselves. They're going to steal it. Look at what Amazon does when you, if you were a small mom and pop shop, whether well, they were like, oh, this, this small mom and pop shop's doing well, we can make whatever they're selling and then sell it at a cheaper price and then put them out of business. Facebook will do the same thing. They will poison everything that has to do with the metaverse. Them changing their name to meta is the first step <laughs> in doing that. And I think the metaverse is not theirs to own. It is ours. It is the people's. It is a fundamentally decentralized idea. And that's what we have to like remember. Just because the looks crazy barbecue sauce loving white guy, Mark Zuckerberg, went on TV and said that he wants to like go ahead and, and like and like make a metaverse doesn't mean we need to follow him. I cannot, I loathe Mark Zuckerberg so much. HTC Vive, all these other companies. Hell, I know Google's not great, but Google's gonna come out with stuff. Apple's gonna come out with stuff. Pick anybody but Facebook. I know it's the lesser of, of several evils. There's all kinds of evil out there, but Facebook is going to be really bad for for the Humanity. virtual worlds and, and, and creating software on those platforms. I agree. I agree. 866-801-8255. Uh, speaking of misinformation, when you mentioned Facebook, that's all I think is misinformation and disinformation. Uh, there was a rumor going around uh, that the Moderna vaccine had an ingredient called luciferin. Um, it, yeah, Sounds they uh, the, the post. It was a Facebook post that said Moderna vaccine contains luciferin in a sixty six point mm. six solution. You can't make this stuff up. Well, that's not true. <laughs> Other posts of that claim that somehow there's a devil solution, a demon solution in the Moderna. Mm. Uh, they're they're infecting us with the six 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 that the Bible says. You know, we'll all have to take the mark of the beast. You know, at the end in the last days, you'll take the mark of the beast, or you'll be killed, and that will usher in the second coming of Jesus Christ. All of that that they're saying is in the Moderna um, vaccine, which is not by the way, uh, the ingredients in the vaccine, I'll give it to you right now, the MNRA, uh, lipids, cholesterol, uh, there is something called dysteroil, which is a sterile, you know, uh, glycerin type of uh, thing, uh, phospho, uh, phos I can't pronounce anything, phosphocholine, yeah. <laughs> come on, for, I'll, all right, we'll tweet it out. And we'll tweet tweet out all tweet out all the ingredients. I mean, good uh, for you for I when you said I was going to read the uh, ingredients, I was like, here we go. What are we doing? Right, right, right. right. Phosphol oh so I can do Lord. it. Phosphocholine, uh, tromethamine, tromethamine, uh, and uh, hydro hydrochloride, and um, acetic acid, sodium uh, acetate, and sucrose. That's sugar. I know that. I know okay, that. Okay, uh, sucrose. So got, yeah, I got it. that one. No luciferin anywhere in the vaccine and well they probably hid the ingredient it's a hidden right ingredient. no stop it stop 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 just to, if you don't how, want to take the vaccine just don't take I, the vaccine but just stop don't take the, just don't take the vaccine because the hamburger you ate was probably more dangerous that the, uh, that definitely I mean? has like, luciferin in it the hamburger has <laughs> luciferin definitely it's it's crazy the like you don't have to take it but like dang do you have to spread the rumors too like why gotta be all that? Like we, well, cause, we cause understand, understand that if somebody is really definite about not taking a vaccine, they're looking for every supporting piece of anything that will validate their decision because we all need validation. Very few people can yeah. just stand on a decision and just 
be that person. Be strong in your situation. No, I got to have validation. So if there's all of this information out there, you know, I'm putting up air quotes, then you're going to spread it because it validates you. It's about people needing validation, which is crazy. But this is where we are, right? So uh, stop doing that. Also, um, I'm going to say this name before we move on to what Shelly Bell really has. She has an issue that I want her <clears throat> to get to. Um Ooh. But uh, there's a, a missing young lady. Uh, we were talking about New Jersey. She's from my hometown, East Orange. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the morning of October 14th, uh, her name is Jashia Moore. She went to a U.S. food market on Central Avenue in East Orange to pick up some juice and, and paper towels for her mom. When she returned home, she told her mom that she had lost the family's EBT card. And her mom told her, just backtrack your steps. So she went out for a uh, teenager, she's 15, went back out and never came home. She was, uh, so her mom went out to look for her after an hour. She got concerned and she visited several delis on Central Avenue before notifying police that her child was missing. Um, she didn't have her cell phone, which complicated the situation. And uh, there was a, a domestic violence case where Moore's mom uh, had been physically abused, uh, beaten by her stepfather, um, Josiah's stepdad, who was also an East Orange police officer. So the op believes that um, that he might should be a suspect. She said, I saw him punch my niece twice in the face. Uh, and this guy's in his 30s and he's really big and tall. Uh, Josiah was expected to testify against him and uh, before a grand jury, according to a letter uh, that the family received about a legal matter. And she said, I find that the onset, I find it extremely convenient and coincidental that my niece goes missing a couple of weeks later. So um, we're going to stay uh, on that case. 866-801-8255 is the number. All right, Shelly, uh, when we, we were talking off mic, you were telling me that the NAACP, uh, the national, what is it? NAA Association for the Advancement of Colored People has invested mm. money in a company. Please tell us, what? tell us a story. It's a, it's oh, they a, ain't care following that story. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, all right. All right. I'll sit. Yeah. Well, well, wait, 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 no. All right. I have all right I'll, back up. I think, I'll back up. But, but I think <laughs> that the challenge with tech is that we somehow believe that it will save us. Right. So, so Apple putting out its new uh, app tracking policy, right? So Apple released a new policy where you get to decide, do you want to be tracked by this app or not? Well, apps are finding that it's losing the money, including Facebook, Meta, whatever whatever it's about to be called, FB, including them. They're also losing money um, because people are not, they don't desire to be tracked, right? Now, that should indicate to the market, hey, hey, y'all, we don't want to be tracked. But in instances like this, if you're going to track me, right, then how could, then what could that do if something like this happened, right? Like, what if the last ad she looked at could mm. actually specify where her location was mm. or, you know what I mean? Like, what if, right. what if, if, you know, if, if you're going to track me and track me for good, not just for the benefit of your profits, you know, both should be able to happen. So there's a, there's a limited technology in instances where we thought it would save us, Right. And it's only, you know, becoming definitely for people's uh, advertising in their pockets. Um, so I think it, it's just, you know, things like that just made me think about, like, you know, if you're going to use tech, then what all can it be used for? And we can't just keep using it for, in one direction only. So, it, and that's a great segue, actually. 
<laughs> into where you mentioned it. Now, here's what I'll say. Okay. Mm-hmm. We black people, we need community. Uh, re- I think that the apps that have popped up over the last few years have shown us how much black people need community. And we're not the ones always building the community app. And when we do build the community applications, we can't build them to the level that some of the white institu- organizations, the white, you know, the clubhouses or the, in this case, mm-hmm. Hello Alice's can build to because they get the immediate validation because of where they used to work or who, you know, who knows them, who they know. They know Pause how to play the game. Um, and Shelly Bell, of course, Shelly Omolade, Omolade Bell. She is the founder, CEO and founder of Black Girl Venture. Uh, she's, of course, a tech tech entrepreneur as well. And she funds a lot of businesses. So you're speaking from a standpoint that, you know, when we a lot of the, the products that we use came out the gate with a lot of funding because of their relationships. They went to school with Stanford or Harvard or MIT with the developers. And, and so they get together and it's a cabal. Like it's not just a cabal. It is a, 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 a community uh, of funding where, you know, you know, Elizabeth um, Holmes is on trial right now. Right. And, you know, you think about the billions of dollars that she received because of her connections and her ability to talk to people in that in that voice that she affected. And she realized that having a strong, deep voice would get her more. You know, it's like it's all theater and they're funding things that don't exist yet. Right. So they're funding their relationships. So if you're not in those clubs, you don't get access to the same level of funding. Right. So let's let's start there. And it's not until some funders realize that's not what we want to do anymore, that those types of platforms even suffer. And I mean, it's not that we want anybody to suffer, but we as Black people gravitate to what's hot, right? And then this whole thing is being built. We have no stake in it. We get no stake in it. And then somebody like the NAACP goes and invests in it. (laughs) And then it's like, well, hey, (laughs) Ashley, why didn't y'all build us a, a, a community platform yet? Right? Like, but and why are you investing in this white-owned product? And don't get me wrong, like, it is what it is. You know, we gravitate to a place, you know, they put out reports, we read the reports, we think it's great data, we see the data capture being able to happen, and then we're like, oh, this is great. You know, and underneath the surface, you're like, but is it real? And I think that, but when you're in certain positions, I don't know if they, do people do people ask is it real when they get to a certain level of money? Do they care? Cena, I mean, Cena's in in kind of in that world. Do they? Yeah. Care? Well, I think people at a certain point they try to have the world reflect their values. You have all kinds of different people, right? And so some, I think there's a certain group of uber wealthy and ultra high net worth that want to see their values in the world, and they will put forth dollars to see that happen, right? You could see that, look, look, Jay-Z and Beyonce, look, they're, they're a great example of that, right? They're ultra high net worth people. There's other people that are passionate about the environment. There's other people that are passionate about making more money and they'll buy private prisons, right? So you have both of those things. So what we have now is because government 
has not been able to create the social change to actually care for society and create a social safety net to create progress in society, we actually are way, way, way more dependent on corporations and the ultra high net worth through their various organizations, whether they're nonprofits or mission-based organizations to actually create that change because they don't have the red tape. They don't have to play politics. They don't have to run for a Congress or, or office every four years. They could just go and get solutions done. Look at Bill and Melinda Gates. Look, at they made a mess on some projects, right? They did a mess, but their heart was in the right place and they got the money to burn to make the mistakes. You, you have a politician that makes the kind of mistakes that Bill and Melinda Gates did. Are you kidding me? Would have dragged them out through the streets. We wouldn't be able to show their face anywhere, right? So those that's the world we're living in. And talk about the metaverse. I mean, we're a de- uncoupling human society from nation states. It is going to be just wealthy individuals and organizations and people that are going to be running everything. Read Snow Crash, by the way. I don't know if you read Snow Crash. That keeps you wanting to be what is that Snow Crash. Be, oh, what it's is a good, it? It's a sci-fi book. Uh, they're gonna uh, HBO is coming out with a TV show about right, it in a few don't, years, don't, but it really I, talks about it's one of the first. No, no, it's well, it's the first place that really talks about the metaverse. This is where okay. this is where Mark Zuckerberg got the name metaverse is from Snow Crash. Oh, I, I can't stand him. All right, so what did the NAACP do before we? So we can. Oh my god! They uh, acquired uh, ownership stake in a platform called Hello Alice, which uh, is a community platform. Um, that I made a, a very um, somewhat hard decision to pull out of about two years ago. Um, it, I think that there's well-meaning people um, behind it, and, but you know sometimes things don't always land um, in the best place. And it's a huge data capture um, uh, area arena where Black people can find community um but there there's just some different things behind it i would just be mindful of (laughs) if you're out there joining it um but ultimately you know i read the article and the founder in the article we actually funded them and we at like black girl ventures funded them and we got them into the retailer that is listed in the article and so when i saw it like this founder got this money and and is now here and i was like wait a minute that's actually our stat uh, we gave them that money and we got them into that store. So it was just, it was just interesting to to read in a way that I feel like, you know, throughout the course of the pandemic, I wonder how do we see people pandering to black owned businesses or black, of course, the stack comes out with the fastest growing entrepreneurs, you know, then somebody's going to claw at that too. Right. And so it's hard because like as black people, are we ever truly quote unquote safe? You know, are are the things we engage in beneficial to us? And how do we know what's beneficial to us really? And if these platforms actually care about our engagement past mm-hmm. the dollars that they can build, like they're trying to grow wealth too. We're trying to grow wealth too. Because, you know, like Cena was saying, there's this reach for, well, this is what the ultra high net worth do. You want to be there. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you're always reaching for that. I was um, leaning in before the pandemic to places like Diversity Inc. and, you know, places that are holding companies accountable. But even those companies have investors that, you know, so it's like, are there pure spaces? How do is there a rating a Yelp for whether or not a company actually is doing the things that they say? And where are the dollars going? Because there's a whole lot of George Floyd uh, sympathy money being thrown about. 
but there's no accountability. We talked about Howard earlier. Like where you got $140 million. Is there an itemized list somewhere that we can see where each dollar went? Because that transparency, I think, is important for us. But there should be a place that we trust that we can go like a Snopes. To, and even that is, un, is complicated. But, yeah, we got some work to do. Um, and NAACP should do better. I said it. All right. Cena, um, I said it. What are you working on? What's your next fraud? What's your next fraud? We gotta uh, go. Fraudsters, uh, season two, February, uh, uh, February first, twenty twenty two. So we're just working on the oh, new okay. season, doing a bunch of. I think we're gonna do a bunch on crypto. There's a bunch of you know crazy, terrible things that have happened to people. And the promise of it, as Shelley has said, kind of earlier, the promise of technology is supposed to be like helpful and stuff like that. And there are areas where it is helpful and very inclusive, and more people are joining. You know this this kind of movement of of new finance in the future. But you know we got a, we got a long ways to go. There's still a lot of fraud out there. Uh, well, I'm looking forward, looking forward to it, and I thank you for being here, Cena. Let's give him thank some love. Thank you for having me again, yes. as always. So great yes. meeting you, Shelly, as well. Awesome. And, and Shelly Omalade Bell, the Shelly Bell Show on Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern on no. Sirius XM. Er, noon, I'm sorry. You're high noon. Eastern on Urban View. What What are you, uh, who, who, what are you talking about? Who be bugging? Oh. oh, my goodness. Last week we did Fears Be Tripping. We did a eulogy to our fears. You want to go back and check that out? Um, this week we're going to be talking about ads be tripping. Speaking of murder metaverse, people going to oh. be running ads in the metaverse. too. So I love we'll it. All right. That's the Shelly Bell show noon on urban view Sundays. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter show live every Monday through Friday at 3 PM East on Sirius XM urban view channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.